Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Amen. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm so glad that you're here. Your presence is a blessing. Um, my name is LaShonda Coleman, and I have the opportunity to serve here at Pepperdine University as the Associate Vice President for Student Affairs, the University Title IX Coordinator, and also I oversee our student care team and provide leadership for our resilience program, RISE. I do all of those things in partnership with an amazing team. Um, if you are a part of any of those teams, please stand up or raise your hand. If you're in the room, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Cannot do the work without them. Um, so thank you all for being here, team, and thank you all for being here. Uh, today's, um, we're going to talk about uh, love. We're going to talk about love from this sense of not only the love that we give, but the love that we need for ourselves. And so to begin, I want to just uh, invite you to join in with me uh, when you're ready, when you're ready. But I feel this morning that if I'm going to talk about love, it almost provokes this childlike spirit. Right? I remember being a child and being in church and never doubting if Jesus loved me. And so I would sing songs like, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. Now this time I want you to think about all the things that God has given to you this week alone. And I want you to sing from that place. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. How many of y'all believe that? How many of y'all believe that? And it's okay if you don't. Because sometimes it's hard to believe that Jesus loves us. The word instructs us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And sometimes if we don't believe that Jesus loves us, that may compromise our sense of love for ourselves. So how can I love my neighbor? And so the title of this talk is, Yes, Jesus Loves Me, and So Should I. Right? Cultivating well-being through this self-care, self-compassion lens. And so that is the invitation to you today. And if you're not there yet, it's okay. We'll get there together or you'll get closer to this love. So when I think about, yes, Jesus loves me, I'm like, how do I know? And I'm not talking about Whitney Houston, even though that's one of my favorite songs. Right? But I'm talking about what evidence do I have in my life? that tells me that Jesus loves me? What, what's the, where's the evidence? Like, what's the behavior? And so I want to invite you to take one minute. One minute, you have a card in front of you. If not, we're going to give some more cards out if we need to. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you. And I want you to take a minute. We're going to make sure everyone has a card first. If you don't have a card, raise your hand, please. Or if you need puzzle pieces, raise your hand. Make sure if you need puzzle pieces, yeah. we'll get that to you. I'll take care of that. And then if you need a card, Brittany's going to hand you a card. We're all going to get the same minute. Don't worry. It's not a competition. <laughs> they started first. There you Thank go. You. You're welcome. All right. Probably need some cards over here. And we're just going to take one minute to think about the evidence that Jesus 
indeed loves you. Giving it one more minute. One more minute. One more minute when you look back over your life, the evidence that Jesus loves me. We're going to start from that place because that is the basis of love, right? It's found in Christ. So now that we have pens and, and papers, I'm going to give you one minute to just write out evidence that Jesus loves you. Let's go. That minute starts now. another 20 seconds remembering that song yes Jesus loves me for the Bible tells me so all right taking a moment to wrap up your thoughts all right I want to invite you to take a look at what you wrote Right? So many times in life we just move past to the next thing. This is an opportunity invitation to be present. And so I want you to witness first yourself what God has done in your life to demonstrate God's love for you. And then I want you to pick maybe one thing on that list that you don't mind sharing with a neighbor. One thing. Take a moment to identify that. Or maybe you're like, I don't want to share any of this. And that's okay too. <laughs> There's choice in love, right? All right, you found that one thing. I want to invite you to turn to your neighbor, whomever that may be. And if you find someone who doesn't have a neighbor, then make it a, a three a trio, okay? So we'll take a minute to share. If you can turn to your neighbor and just share um, what that evidence is, just one thing. We'll take two minutes to do that together now. All right, All right. please thank the person for sharing. So good, so good, so good. So, what are you noticing about God's love? What came up for you? Maybe we can hear from two people. What, what, what was that like to sort of tap into evidence of God's love in your life? Who would like to share out? My neighbor and I had the same. One of them was the same. Okay, do you want to ask your neighbor? Can, can you share? Do you want to share from your perspective? Like, what was one of those those things. I don't think so. Okay, okay. We and are, that's a we are both very grateful for our children because we realized that we both went through difficult times believing we would never have a family. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Praise God for that. Praise God. I don't think you're alone in that. Thank you for sharing. What else? What's, what else is evidence of God's love in your life? You never know how that can be an encouragement to someone else. Right? Who's going through a similar thing? It's not by chance that we're sitting together. What else is evidence of God's love in your life? This guy and I picked the same thing. Oh! I picked him and he picked me. All right! 
are. Praise God for that. Thank y'all for sharing. Whether it's putting food on the table, whether it's that diagnosis that we weren't expecting and things change for our good, or whether that person has gone on to be with the Lord, but we still have the comfort of the Holy Spirit, God is faithful and he demonstrates his love to us. And sometimes it can be easy to really focus on, or easier to focus on God's love, but what about our love for ourselves? So now this is the so should I part. So I want you to either on that, the flip side of that paper, or you can pull out your digital devices and go to the notes section if you really want to hold on to this. You can do that too. But now I want you to take one minute to list 20 things that you love about yourself. Ooh. 20, 20, 20 things that you love about yourself because this is the so should I part. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? All right, let's go. Let's go. And it's all right if it's challenging. It's all right. No judgment in this space. I was stuck on this myself. Hmm. All of what I'm offering, I did myself. And I got stuck. So it's all right. What do you love about you? Maybe it's not even celebrated, but you love it. Take another 10 seconds. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to invite you to draw your hands up, up to the sky, giving God praise for making you just as you are. Some praise hands. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And bringing it down to your heart center, holding some gratitude for who you are. Who you are is more than enough, just as you are. And so with that, take a moment to witness what you wrote. How many of y'all were able to come up with 10 things, 15 things, 20 things? Right. One thing. One thing. One thing. Hallelujah. I want you to turn to your neighbor and share that one thing if you so choose. We'll take a minute to do that. Each person will have a minute. All right. Just another 10 seconds. All right. Now, reactions. How did that feel? What, what was different? And noticing God's love for you versus your love for yourself. What was harder? The second one. Uh The second one. Why do you think that's harder? What gets in the way? (laughs) Don't want to be overconfident, right? As believers, we're called to walk humbly. I don't want to be overconfident. And what was the other one? Critical of yourself. Critical of yourself. Absolutely. Sometimes it's by way of constant comparison to other people. And we may not feel worthy. We may not feel enough. Sometimes it's because of abuse that we've experienced in our life, in relationships, right? Maybe the lack of building us up and affirming us, right? Giving permission, um, making space to really think about it the way that we have. Like, what do I love about myself? What do I celebrate about myself? But we should do this, and we should do this often, because in Leviticus 19, 17 through 18, we are called to love others as we do ourselves. The parts that stick out to me before that, however, um, are, you know, do not harbor a deep hatred for uh, any of your relatives. If your neighbor is doing something wrong, correct him, or else you could be held responsible for his sin. Mm -hmm. 
what stuck out to me here is if I'm being asked and commanded to love myself as my neighbor, then I should not harbor resentment, a grudge towards myself either for the mistakes I've made in my life, right? I should work to correct them and kind of move on from there, but I shouldn't hold deep regret, shame, guilt. We are also um, called not to seek revenge or to hold a grudge uh, against any of your people. Instead, love your neighbor as you love yourself, for I am the eternal one. This is what God says. How could we love our neighbor if we don't love ourselves, right? If I don't love myself, if I hold grudges towards myself and resentment, guess what? I might resent you as well. If I don't give myself grace when I make a mistake, I may not extend grace to you either. It starts with God. It starts with us and really reaching in and understanding and holding on to the love that God has for us just as we are. And so that's what we're going to do because we also know in Matthew 22, 36 through 40, we know that this is one, this is a second of the greatest commandments, right? Teacher, which is the most important commandment of the, in the law of Moses. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important, right? So the second means that we are to love God, or to love our neighbor with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So love yourself with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. So take captive those thoughts that are sometimes used to crucify ourselves, right? We talk about this in our RISE program, our resilience program, moving from this fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Moving from this is the way I, I am, I'm just not an outgoing person, to a growth mindset. I can become an outgoing person. I can become a person who compliments others. I'm not used to that. That wasn't modeled for me, but I can become. Right? That's loving ourselves with all of our minds so that we can extend that same grace to others. With all of our soul, what soul work are we doing? How are we connecting with God? How are we grounding in our faith to love God so that we can love ourselves, so that we can love our neighbor? And with our whole heart, what parts of our heart are broken that need to be mended so that we can extend grace to ourselves and that to others? This is a commandment. I believe that God gives us permission to care well for ourselves, to show great compassion for ourselves. It is not selfish to do so. Self-care, some of you may heard this term or soul care. Um, it's not just saving up all your vacation days and then splurging at the end of the year. I'm going to just tell y'all that now. That's not what it is, right? And it's not, I need a day off every week because I'm about this self-care. It's not, it's not that. <laughs> self-care, these are daily practices of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. So that's drinking water. That's sleeping. That's saying no. Right? That's cleaning up your room, your space, your car. That's taking a walk. That's jogging. That's being with friends. That you feel seen by and celebrated, right? Self-care is a daily practice. Finding ways to integrate this practice into your day-to-day -day is critical. We also know about self-compassion, the importance of that. Being with ourselves in an accepting way. And the purpose is to alleviate our own suffering. We talk about compassion. We talk about alleviating suffering of others. But what if we pointed that towards ourselves? Alleviating suffering as we would do for someone that we love. Saying, yes, I am here to nurture my own needs. 
I am here to nurture my own needs and I am worthy of doing so. There are various ways that we can engage in self-care practices. This is not an exhaustive list. I categorize it in ma micro and macro ways of caring for oneself. Like in the middle of my day at work on a busy day, I can't go outside and uh, exercise for an hour necessarily. But I could sit at my desk and do some mindful movement. I want to invite you to do that with me. To the extent that you can, we all have diverse abilities. Mindful what? Mindful movement. 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 And so I just want to invite you to notice the chair that you're seated in. Notice how it's supporting you. Where do you feel more anchored or grounded? Is it at your back, your legs? Maybe you notice your palms resting there at your lap and that helps you to feel more grounded. Or maybe your toes settling into the floor, connecting you to the earth. Just taking a moment to notice, to bring your awareness to all the places where you feel supported in this moment. This is actually giving your nervous system a break and that's self-care. Taking a moment to maybe just take our chins with some small circles around, maybe to the right, and then pausing and going to the left. I see some of y'all are going a bit wider, and that's okay, because that's what you need. Notice how your body is communicating to you what you need. Maybe we take our hands and we just sort of roll our wrists from all the typing and scrolling on the phone, right? <laughs> Maybe we wiggle our fingers just to get some movement there. Maybe we bring our hands together and rub them together to about 200 degrees, 400 degrees, 500 degrees, 600 degrees, and we bring this warmth to a place in our body that needs it on three. One, two, three. Mm. So soothing. So soothing. And then we bring our hands to heart center just to hold some gratitude for that mindful minute of self-compassion, right? That is a micro practice. Eating a delicious meal, hydrating, listening to your favorite song as you're commuting to or from work or just as you're cleaning up or whatever it is that you do, maybe it's affirming yourself, saying, I am loved. I actually have that on the cover of my phone. I see that every day. It's an affirmation to myself. What do you need to affirm for you in your life? Maybe it's being still because we're constantly moving, moving. Maybe our bodies are still, but our minds are just racing, right? Maybe we do our best to slow it down. Maybe we need to take medication to support that, and that is okay. But just engaging in what we need to be well is incredibly important to God, I believe and therefore should be important to us. Self-care macro practices, learning a new skill, that growth mindset. Maybe estate planning. Do you have a living will and trust? That's something you've been thinking about doing and it's like, let me do that. Scheduling your annual medical appointments. This is incredibly important. I hear of parents who are taking care of everyone else except themselves. They've missed their annual screenings. This is important. God has created doctors and science to prevent so many illnesses and we must engage in that support because that too is an act of self-compassion alleviating suffering in advance there are both macro and micro practices that we can engage in 
When you transition to self-compassion, again, this is that, that practice of alleviating our own suffering by being kind to ourselves. By being kind to ourselves. How are you being kind to yourself? How are you sowing seeds of compassion into your life? What is it that you need in this moment? You all have received puzzle pieces, and I want to explain those. I believe that there's so many parts to who we are that make up who we are. So many beautiful, lovely parts and so many messy parts, right? But they're all parts of who we are. And God sees us and he says, you are beautiful, you are loved, just as you are. And so you have two puzzle pieces. I want to invite you to take the small puzzle piece. Let's hold that up. Everyone have that small puzzle piece. All right. And this is you. This is you for now. I want to invite you to ask yourself, what parts of me need my attention, my patience, my love, my support in the same way that I would show up for a friend? What parts of me? I want to invite you to consider that, be mindful about that. It can be one thing. It could be one thing. And then I want to invite you to take that puzzle piece, use words, colors, shapes, whatever you need to express that need that you have, that area of your life that needs love, that needs compassion today. And then we'll get to the bigger piece. So we'll take just about a few minutes to work on that. I have some colors up here. If you want to add color, we'll pass some colors down the row. But otherwise, you can use your pen. This is not like an art class where you're getting graded. Let's just throw that judgment out the window right now. It can be a circle or a dot. It can be whatever you need it to be. But I'll put on some music. We're going to take a moment to consider and to discover what parts of me need attention, need love, need compassion right now today. And we'll take about three minutes to, to work on that. So I don't want you to overthink it.
Another invite you to continue to create as I share that self-love includes all aspects of who you are. The joy, the sorrow, the noblest acts, the moments of regret, the inner landscape, the outer actions, the difficult past, the unknown future, and mindfulness skills, taking a moment to be present now, to consider what you need now, is a part of this act of self-compassion. Loving yourself begins with the orientation of your mind. Set your mind on those things above and not below. Ann Weiser Cornell, an expert in the mindfulness practice of focusing, describes the qualities of friendship that we can give to ourselves. You become more conscious of the ways you care for yourself and of what you're neglecting. What do you need today? How can you love on yourself today? What intention can you set for yourself today? We know that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength, and so you're not on this journey alone. And that's where the second piece comes in, the bigger piece, right? I want to invite you to take this piece, and I want to invite you to consider what you need from God. What parts of you, what parts of God's love can you connect with? to support your practice of self-care and self-compassion. And so what this looks like is ultimately merging this small part of me, right? This imperfect part of me is bringing it together with God so that we can experience great love for ourselves and we can extend that to other besides humanity. So the question, the invitation to you now is taking one puzzle piece to represent God's love, identifying words, colors, or shapes, the evidence of God's forever love. How can God help you to love yourself just as you are in this moment? I want to invite you to create for just about two to three minutes. What does that look like? Maybe you're looking back on what God has already done and you can write that there. Maybe there's a shape or a color or maybe there's people in your life that represents God's love. I invite you to just create in this moment and we'll come back in just about two minutes.
take it another minute, you can always come back to it beyond this space. Just allow it all to settle, that need that you've asked God for, what you've expressed. And I just want to invite you to physically move that through your body, maybe by bringing your hand to your heart center. You can leave your eyes open or closed, whatever feels right for you. And just allowing it to land, setting that intention and asking God to water it, to nurture it, to grow it this practice of self-compassion, self-care. I invite you to hold it just a moment longer. As I pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to pause to be with you, to be near, to be at your feet, Lord, seeking tools to care well for ourselves and the ways that we care for others and to have mercy and grace extended to ourselves in the ways that we would a friend. Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy that woke us up this morning. Thank you for loving us just as we are. Thank you for empowering us to choose this day to be in this space because self-love is important to you and it's not selfish. It allows us, Lord God, to pour from a cup that is full into the lives of others in the ways that you've commanded, to love you with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Teach us, Lord, how to love ourselves as you love us. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord. May the seed that you've planted here today be nurtured, be watered, be grown to your glory. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. I want to invite you, if you feel uh, willing, to turn to your neighbor and maybe just share one thing you're taking with you from this day, from this time in this room, one aspect of self-care. We'll take a moment to share, and then we'll come back to prepare for some embodied practices before we close. Please feel welcome to share at this time. All right, please thank your partner for showing up for you and holding space for you today. <laughs> thank you all. <laughs> all right, so where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? We go into this beautiful opportunity to hold space for ourselves, to be healed, to be restored. And how we do that is letting go of those things that hold us down, those things like doubt, shame, guilt our mistakes, our failures. It has happened, but it is not defining who you are. You have an invitation to be good to you too, in the same ways that you are to others, whether that's being with friends that you love and cherish, the mindful movement practice that we went over, 
being mindful about what you consume and what you put into your body, it does change how you show up, right? You eat heavy, greasy foods, it's gonna impact your mood, right? And so no judgment, but an opportunity, as my friend Stacy would say. There's also an opportunity to engage in our faith practices to foster resilience and healing. Maybe we can be good to ourselves by managing our money, our finances well. Maybe we don't have those skill sets yet, but we can reach out to those who do. We can go online and look for apps to help us manage our money well so that that can reduce and alleviate stress and, and, and suffering. We could also sleep. I know I need to do this. How about you? Mm -hmm. So letting go so that we can be well. You have an opportunity to engage in self-care beyond today. Maybe just taking an opportunity to go into your phone or using a sheet of paper to create a self-care plan. When you create a self-care plan, you're looking at a variety of areas in your life, and I would say focus on one at a time. So maybe your self-care plan is going to focus on psychological well-being. And so you're looking at maybe going to therapy, engaging in greater self-awareness, practicing asking for help and receiving help. Maybe the area of self-care and self-compassion is more personal. So learning who you are now, who you were a year ago may not be who you are now. Your interests may change. Your dislikes may change. Maybe you've set some boundaries for yourself. And folks aren't used to that. So you're not having the same friends that you used to have. But that's OK. That's OK. Maybe professionally, maybe you need to update your resume. Maybe you need to really celebrate your wins. Celebrate your wins. Matter of fact, let's just give ourselves a round of applause for our wins. Oh. If I were at a game and there was a basket made, you would celebrate that win. Now celebrate that win like that. Celebrate yes. There you go. That can be a part of your self-care plan. So taking a moment to create that is incredibly important. I've shared information from Dr. Kristen Neff, who focuses on self-compassion. Also in Psychology Today, there is an article that reads, Self-Care, 12 Ways to Take Better Care of Yourself. If you just Google self-care, how to care well for myself, um, I guarantee you'll have a list of resources that are there. You can also reach back out to the office and they have my contact information. I'm happy to send you more material. But I also want to make sure that we begin that journey or continue the journey um, today. So I brought you some gifts, some, some tools to help you let go. I hope I have enough. Um, I'm so grateful for every person that chose to be here today. On my way to work, I prayed. I said, Lord, send those who need to be here, who need to hear that you see them, that you love them, that they are worthy, that they are cherished, that they matter. And here you are. Yes. And here you are. And here you are. What a blessing to cross paths with you in my lifetime. What a blessing you are to this world. And so I hope that this gift will remind you of that. What's included? I'm going to go back so that I didn't have to touch anyone's items. What's included? You have a light. A light to shine when we love on ourselves and we care well for ourselves. There's a light that just shines. We walk into rooms, people are like, what are you wearing? Like, what is it? Oh, it, it's, it's self-compassion. It's self-love. Right? <laughs> and it's enough that I can love you too. 
So I want you to shine your light, be reminded of that. I want you to rest and take good care of yourself so you have some tea. Some of y'all have chamomile and lavender. Some of y'all have mint because you kind of need to wake up. Some of y'all some of y'all have ginger because you need to get well, uh, but it's in there. And then there's a, a winter mint and peppermint. Some of us have a preference about that, so I put one of each in there. I guarantee when you're in another room, you're going to reach for this and you're going to say, thank you, LaShonda. <laughs> so, they're here. We're going to pass those out. Um, any reflections? Anyone want to share anything before we close in the last minute as these are coming around? If for any reason you don't, we run out, I will make a back for you and make sure that you get it. Any questions, comments? Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome in the back. Yes. Yeah. You can email uh, me at LaShonda. Let me write my email up here for y'all to see. It's LaShonda.Coleman at Pepperdine. At Pepperdine.edu. And I also have some cards, but my cards on my personal email on it. But it's here for you, and I'm happy to email you that will and additional information if you need that. I think, LaShonda, that um, as a Christian, I've never been taught to love myself. Um, I've been taught to love others. Yeah. I've been taught to serve others. Yeah. Um, give, 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 but never really taking care of myself. Yes. So um, I've come to a realization after all these years and after all the serving I've done with raising a family and caring for aging parents that I've got to take care of myself too. Absolutely. So it, this is so important. Yes, that's what something we don't hear about in our churches and in, in exactly. our, our healthy spiritual growth yes this is a healthy thank you for sharing thank you so much for sharing this is a healthy physical uh spiritual practice right yes. loving ourselves is a way to worship and honor god so thank you and i'm glad that you're you're doing that now any one last comment last comment i just had a question yes Could you go to the next slide the one that says let, letting go let go Yes. Absolutely. Letting go. Well, again, oh. Again, this has been an absolute joy to hold this space with all of you. I hope that you come out of this space feeling more restored, um, encouraged, and as you leave, I'm just going to go back to that song, This Little Light of Mine, so that you can walk on out of here with your light shining already. Thank you all. God bless you and have a wonderful time here at Harper.